Hello friends, I'm Vance Rains, Senior Pastor of First Church Coral Springs. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this is a source of inspiration and faith as you grow in your walk with Christ. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the message. Good morning, and happy Easter. Christ is risen. Yeah, very good, very good. Second, second reading from Scripture. This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 18 through 22. But as surely, or maybe we would say as, as certainly, as God is faithful. Would somebody say God is faithful? But as surely, as certainly, as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no. But in him, it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. The word of God for the people of God. So we welcome you this morning. Uh, you know why we're here. We're here to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, to celebrate his victory over death, his conquering the tomb and opening up the, the gates of heaven wide so that we can enter in for all of eternity. We're here this morning to celebrate the greatest love of all, I mean, really, that's what this story is about. It's about God's love. That God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believeth in him, Jesus Christ resurrected, he may have eternal life. I mean, that's the whole of the Bible from start to finish, from Genesis to Revelation. It's a story of God's love for us. The whole story of Jesus from his, his incarnation uh, to his resurrection. It's a story of love that God loves us. Well, you know the story. I know you know the story. You wouldn't be here this morning, right? There's other places you could be. It's a pretty day. You could be out at the beach. You could be on the boat. You could make it to the buffet a little bit earlier. But you know the story, and you know the story is worth here, coming here for this morning, even though it was hard to get a parking spot, right? Even though you had to get early, even though you had to get dressed up a little bit more, it was worth it because you know this story matters, isn't it interesting that there's some of us that, that we don't go to church all year, but there's something about Christmas and Easter. Like we're going to be there because we know that story matters. It's important. You don't want to miss it. But let, let me ask you a question. Why does it matter? I mean, is this just a nice tradition? It's just a thing that we do? Or is this story matter to us in the way that we live? Does it matter in the, in, the, in the way that we live the lives that God has given us? What's, what's the point of all of this? 
Well, as I just read to you from the book of 1 Corinthians, it said, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, was not yes and no. You know what he means by that? It means that, that when we preach to you about God, God isn't the kind of guy that one day it's yes and one day it's no and the next day it's maybe. That God doesn't change his mind. God's not fickle. God doesn't waver. You don't have to be unsure about God because as we said a moment ago, God is faithful, period. End of sentence. That's a fact. A lot of times we're not so, right? It's just easy kind of for us to keep one foot in and one foot out, kind of sit on the fence. I'm not sure. I was sure yesterday. I'm not as sure today. God is sure that when he sent his son, right? This is a pretty big commitment. When he sent his son, he said yes to us. Jesus Christ is God's yes to us. Jesus Christ who was preached among you was not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes. All of them are yes in Christ. Think about the ways you use the word yes. We say yes all the time. Yes is an affirmation. Yes is agreement. Yes is consent. Yes, this, I, I stand with you in this. If, if we took a vote this morning, we, you know, everyone that says yes, please raise your hand, right? We, yes. Well, you don't even know what you're voting for. Don't do that. <laughs> right? Or, or, or it, it, when you're really happy, you're going to need to practice this with me. Sometimes when you're really happy, you know, you take your fist like this, and you go, Yes. All right, everybody do that on the count of three because you're going to need to do this in the service. The only way to respond to me this morning is with the word yes, and it must be done this way. So put your fist, right? Raise it. And on the count of three, one, two, three, yes. You need to screw up your face a little bit. Right, thank you. Whoever did that right here, that was very nice, very nice. Yes, right? When you're really happy, yes. Or when you go to a courtroom, so now you know you got to go, you got to put your hand on the Bible. Do you, do you, Will you tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? And you better say, yes. Or maybe, uh, you know, you got married and you stood up here or some other church before a pastor and the pastor says, uh, do you take this person to be your spouse? The right answer in that moment was, I'm still thinking about it. No, <laughs> the right answer was, I've made up my mind. Yes, yes, yes. What Paul's saying is that, that Jesus is God's yes to you. It's, it's, it's God's affirm, affirmation of you. It's God saying, yes, I love you. Yes, I created you and I have a plan for your life. Yes, I desire a relationship with you. That yes, on the cross, I've forgiven you of all your sins. And yes, on, on the Sunday when I defeated death, I defeated your death. And yes, I have opened up heaven so that you can come and live with me forever. And yes, until then, I want you to have an abundant life. And yes, yes, I love you. I affirm you. You are mine. And I want you to know that, right? And sometimes I think this message of yes is a little hard for us because we get so used to the no's. We live in a world where we hear a lot of no's, a lot of rejection, a lot of, a lot of uncertainty, 
A lot of I'm not sure about you. We hear an awful lot. No, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not talented enough. I'm sorry, you're not the right gender. You're not the right age. You're not the right orientation. You're not the right skin color. I'm sorry, you're not really one of our group. You're not wanted here. Sorry, you're not part of our our nationality. You don't have the right documentation. No, I'm sorry, you're not my type. You're not quite what we were looking for. No, dads, it's not okay tonight when the kids go to bed to eat their chocolate bunny. That's not okay. (laughs) No, mom, it's not okay to start sneaking jelly beans when the kids are taking a nap. That's not okay, no. Right? No, I'm sorry, I don't want to go on a date with you. No, uh, we're not hiring at the moment. No, uh, you can't have the raise that you think you deserve. No, I'm sorry, you don't have the credit you need to get that new car, right? There's a lot of messages of negativity, of of disapproval, of of disagreement, of rejection. We live in a world full of no's. But Jesus is God's yes. Listen to this again. This is verses 20 through 22. And so through Jesus, the amen. And we say amen at the end of prayers because it means so be it. I agree, I I affirm this. So through Jesus, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And now it is God who makes us, both us and you stand firm in Christ. And listen to this, all of this is about affirmation. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come, meaning eternal life in heaven. Now, for those of you who have not been with us through Lent, uh, we have been doing a series called One Word Prayers, not implying that prayer should only be one word, but just really trying to make prayer something that's more uh, accessible to all of us. And so here they are, the list. Uh, We started with sorry, as in, God, I'm sorry for the ways I fall short. Uh, We talked about please, God, please will you do this, asking it in faith. We asked why. You know, sometimes we ask why, like after... Uh, Something like Parkland. We go, why? Why, God? Why does this kind of thing happen? We said, wow. As in when we're really impressed, when when something takes our breath away. Wow. Uh, We said, sometimes we don't even know what to pray. So we just go, And that's the Holy Spirit praying within us and groans too deep for words. Last week, Pastor Cheryl added the last word, Hosanna, a great biblical prayer, meaning God save us. Well, today I want to add the final word, one word prayer, and that's the word. Yes. Good. Try it a little better. The word is. Okay, now I understand you got a little confused there because I said that that Jesus is the yes, and now I expected you to say yes. Now, what's going on there? Well, it seems to me that if, if Jesus is God's yes, his affirmation of us, that that deserves a response, right? Sort of like when somebody says, I love you, you know, there's sort of a thing like, are you going to say it back, right? <laughs> you know, are you going to respond to it? Well, if you have received a yes from God, isn't it appropriate to say, yes. thank you? <laughs> it's inappropriate to say, Hey, there you go. Uh, there was this missionary in the Methodist church named E. Stanley Jones. He said, the thing I am accepting is the acceptance of the one who himself accepts me. 
right? It's my response. Yes, God. Yes to your yes. I want in. I want to be part of this, right? Now, the truth is we don't always say yes to God, do we? I mean, just like all the no's we hear in this world, sometimes our no's uh, go up to God. Sometimes we're too busy for God. Sometimes we get a little distracted. We might forget about God. Sometimes we don't want to do what God wants us to do, or sometimes we want to do what God doesn't want us to do. And so in our actions, sometimes in our words, we tell God, uh-uh, nope, no thank you, not interested in that. God says, make me number one in your life. Seek first the kingdom of God and it's righteous. And we say, uh, I've got other priorities at this stage of my life, right? God says, love your neighbor and love your enemy. And we say, mm, I don't even know my neighbor <laughs> and, and I hate my enemy. God says, serve the poor. And like, I don't even know a poor person. I'm, I'm not interested. They should help themselves. God says, forgive others and you will be forgiven. No, how about the cross just forgive me and I hold a grudge because I'm still kind of ticked off with this guy, right? I mean, the truth is we say no to God an awful lot. But no matter how many times we say no to God, the scripture's clear. God still says yes to us. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Yes, I love you even when you're unlovable. Yes, I died for you while you were still in sin. Yes, I defeated death for you and I'm the only one who could. Yes, I want a relationship with you that is forever. That's eternal. Brennan Manning says, for me, the most radical demand of Christian faith lies in summoning the courage to say yes to the present risenness of Jesus Christ. So that's the invitation. That's the one word prayer today. Yes, to say yes to all that God is and all that God has done for us in Jesus. To say yes to making more room for him, not just on Sunday of Easter or, or, or Christmas Eve, but all year, every day, every moment to make space for him to say, yes, I want your life to be inside of me. Yes. I want to invite you to consider three yeses this morning. The first is yes to knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord. Two is yes to loving Jesus. And three is yes to living the life Jesus offers. The first one, yes to knowing Jesus. Uh, would you agree with me that there's a big difference between knowing about something or someone and actually knowing them personally, right? I mean, we all know uh, the names of celebrities that we watch on TV or the movies or we listen to their music. We all know about people we learned about in, in school and history class and all that. We know about the politicians that are in office or running office, but I'm willing to bet most of us don't know them, there's a big difference between knowing about someone and knowing them personally. And that's the whole point of Jesus. I mean, God is holy and transcendent and hard to access, but Jesus came and walked among us and he is a risen living Lord. 
This isn't some dead man that died a long time ago, and yeah, he rose from the grave, but he's gone now. No, he wants to be actively involved in our life. And Scripture says that he is the visible image of the invisible God. The point of Jesus is you can know God. The God that says yes to you, you can know that God in a personal way. And so there's an invitation. Do you want to know him? Not just know about him. You see, this isn't just like the answer for a test so you can pass the test of life and get to heaven when you die. This is about a spiritual reality you can enter into right now. It's about a relationship. This is about knowing God through his son, Jesus. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's an affirmation. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So put your fists together. You don't have to do this, but I'm going to give you the opportunity. Do you affirm the invitation to say yes to knowing Jesus? Yes. That was weak. Let's try it again. <laughs> do you affirm the invitation to know Jesus? Yes! Good, I hope you meant it. Here's the second invitation. Oh no, hear this first. Pope Francis says, whenever we take a step toward Jesus, which you just did, I hope, we come to realize that he is already there, waiting for us with open arms. Now, if, if the first invitation is to know Jesus, that's a relationship. The second invitation is to say yes to loving Jesus, right? That's the whole point of this, is to enter into a relationship of love. Jesus talked about love over and over, for God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. Then on the night before his death, Jesus said, there's no greater love than this, that I lay down my life for you. A new commandment I give you, love one another. Over and over, Jesus was asked, what's the most important thing? Meaning, what rule do we have to keep? Jesus over and over says, it's not about rules, not about rules, it's about a relationship. Love one another as I have loved you. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's an invitation to enter into this relationship that is love. 1 John 4, 9 through 10, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. That's the whole point of this. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Friends, it's an invitation to enter into the love of God as we know him and relate to him in a personal way. So let me ask you, get your fist ready. You accept the invitation to affirm that you want to be, you want to say yes to loving Jesus. Yes. Oh, that was so much better. Good. And here's the last one. This is an invitation to say yes to live the life that Jesus offers. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of things offered to us. Turn on the TV, read the magazines. All kinds of things tell you that they're going to give you a better life. And most of it's a lie. They just want your money right? But Jesus says, I want to give you abundant life. I want to give you a life that's full and flourishing, a life that has meaning and purpose. And by the way, it will last forever. 
This isn't just about what happens to us when we die, friends. This is about how we live our lives right now. That's the invitation to come and be part of it now. John 10.10 says, The thief comes and only to steal and kill and destroy. But I've come that they may have life. You may have life and have it to the full. Or some versions say to, to abundance, flourishing life, fruitful life. And again, it's not, it's not for then, it's for now and then. It begins now and continues. It's meant to be eternal. John 17, 3, now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That's the invitation, eternity. And friends, here's the thing I love most about, about scripture, about God, about the kingdom is the offer that no matter what I've done, no matter what you've done, no matter what's been done to you, no matter how, how high a priority your spirituality has been or non-existent priority, no matter, no matter what mistakes you've made, no matter how many no's the world has told you, the message is yes. That God wants to give you a second chance or a third chance or a fourth chance or a 20th chance or a thousandth chance, whatever it is, to begin to live that new life. It can happen right this moment. And if you stumble tomorrow, and some of us will, you can start again. And you can start again. And you can start again. The whole point of the cross is 2 Corinthians 5.17. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, or other versions say a new creation. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. Can, can you tell me anywhere in our world that offers you that opportunity to not hold your past against you, that no matter what you've done, you can start fresh? Can you tell me anybody that offers that other than Jesus? That's the life that he offers us, to enter into something brand new that will last forever. So here's the invitation, friends. The invitation is to say yes to knowing Jesus. The invitation is to say yes to loving Jesus. And the invitation is to say yes to live the life that's only possible in Jesus. Do you want the life that's only possible in Jesus? Are you ready? Yes! I hope so. Friends, I, I, I don't know what your word is today. I mean, maybe some of you are still on the fence, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Maybe it's still a no. But the invitation is to say yes to God, to say yes to the life he offers, to say yes to being in an intimate, loving relationship with him. I hope you say yes. I hope you say yes. And whether you're ready to say yes today or not, know for a fact he has said yes to you. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, was not yes and no, but in Him it has always been, let's do it, yes. for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes. in Christ. And so through Him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Friends, say yes. Why would you say anything else? Say yes. Say yes. Let's pray. Oh, Lord. You love us when we're unlovable. You forgive us when it seems like we ought to be unforgivable. You, you promise abundant life when we've wasted our lives. When our record is long and filthy and, and all the things that you have a reason to hold against us are, are, the, 
there in plain view, but you just wash it away and say, let's start over. Lord, when the world tells us over and over, no, no, you're not good enough, no, you're not wanted here, no, you don't measure up, but you say yes to every single one of us, yes, yes, yes. Or may we say yes to you in this moment, in this day, but in every day, may we say yes to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. For more information about First Church and our ministries, visit us online at welovefirst.church.